Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports. Right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. It's going to be college football, college football, college football, and just a little bit of high school football at the end, and a little bit of middle school football at the first. Got head coach Zach Maynard of the Big Oaks coming in about 9.45. Talk about, uh, recap the Altus game, look ahead to the home opener with Bridge Creek, which is tomorrow night because of the rodeo Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So a short week, short turnaround for the Big Elks from last Friday to this Thursday with Bridge Creek Bobcats coming to town. We're going to pick all of our conference winners today, or all the five power five conference winners today. Who's in the playoff, who will win it all, and who will hoist the Heisman Trophy. So pretty pretty uh, normal Pretty very easy show rundown, right? No. <laughs> I figured My mind you, is racing. I figured you already had this done. More or less. In your mind. More or less. Just, it's, just put it on paper. Or put it out there over the airways. Now, I mean, I've had it on my mind, but now i got to make it official. you got to make a decision. i gotta, I got to put it on record. I've been toying with the notion of a few teams, and yeah, then I've, I've scribbled out, if you look at my paper, I've scribbled out about four different things, trying to change, I changed my mind back, anyway. So we'll tell you all that, recap some middle school football from last night. Let's get it going. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text, talking about any of those things. We'd love to hear your conference champions. Who do you think is going to win each conference in college football? Who's going to make the playoff? Who's going to win the Heisman? Who is going to? Who do you think is going to be the national champions this year? Tell us two two five nine six nine eight. Penny News is out or going to be out? Yeah, it is on the website, thepennynews.com. Print edition will be out here this evening in some places. Everywhere by tomorrow morning. Of course, that app, if you're going to be outside the listening area, you can always find the app. It's free to download the Paragon Communications app. you got radio. you got that Penny News. Big Elk and Paragon TV as well. Welcome the Hollis Tigers to Paragon TV this week as they'll open their season on Friday. Big Elk's on Thursday, Merritt on Friday as well. And, of course, Skinny on Sports Podcast. If you missed the show entirely, you can find us everywhere podcasts are. Hi, Jared. Good morning. How was your evening? I, very uneventful. I liked it. It was nice outside. It was beautiful. Spent a lot of time outside. It was beautiful at Big Elk Stadium, I can tell you that. Yeah. And not only uh, the weather around the field, but also the product on it. Middle school Elks, both the 7th and 8th grade, earned 34 nothing wins over El Reno. Identical 34 nothing scores. On the 7th grade game, to cure Bagby. Listen, remember that name for a couple years down the road when it's time to be a big elk that guy whew, he a little different he looks just a little bit different than the rest of them DeCure had two touchdowns Rosiah Reese had a long he scored the first touchdown fourth down play of like 45 yards Curry McClure got in the end zone and as did uh, Chase Sparks he got in the end zone as well cool so those were the, the touchdowns scored by the 7th grade team. The 8th grade team I left at halftime. Uh, Graham Easton found Alex Leverett from about 20 yards for a touchdown. Graham ran one in. And then I got a video later on from our man Dustin uh, that uh, Riley Smith, 85-yard touchdown. So I know three of the five, I'm guessing, for the 8th grade Elks were scored by those guys. Uh, but good start to the middle school football season for Elk City. It's just amazing. We were sitting there watching the first game with the seventh graders, and then here comes the eighth grade, like behind the south end zone, kind of warming up. And all the seventh grade parents were looking down there going, are our kids going to be that big next year? <laughs> <laughs> they grow so fast. <laughs> so the lady behind us said, well, I can tell you this, my girl, my, my daughter is an eighth grader, 
And when she started seventh grade last year in September, she wore a size six shoe. When she when we got done with school in May, she wore a ten and a half. That gives you an idea of how that might happen. I believe it. But anyway, good I believe starts. It. Go to uh, I think Woodward is <clears throat> next on the docket day after uh, Labor Day next Tuesday. So that was fun. It was fun to watch. Really, really was. I bet. Okay, Jared. We like to talk about college football. We love college football. We're giant college football fans. I think we can we both say that. This is like Christmas this weekend. It really it, it's that time of year. And so, therefore, we ought to know a little bit about college football. We we pretend we to we at least. Do. Yeah, we fake it till we make it. Is that the well, phrase? Well, A is the day where the faking is over. <laughs> Today is when you got to make it. We're going to pick all five conference champs. I actually did the uh, the title game. You, you that did I the actual coming. game? Like the, who, who I, who I think is going to be in this conference title. Gotcha. Game. And then picking a winner. I broke this up in segments. And I'll, so let's start. I want to start with the Big Ten. Okay. The Big Ten has as many ranked teams as about anybody. The Big Ten East is an absolute monster with Wait, three teams. By te- the way, when's that going to stop mattering? When we have like 20 teams in a conference? Well, it already, <laughs> it already has. It already has in the Pac-12 and the ACC. They've eliminated the the uh, divisions from everything we've heard. Obviously, it's going to go away in the well, SEC. Well, I meant the, the bragging rights of, we have this many ranked teams in our conference. Oh. Well, yeah, well, you absorbed like well, it's four about more to, teams. It, over it's the- about <laughs> to be two only two people bragging about that. Right. Uh, but three of the top ten in one side, in one division of the Big Ten with Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State in the East. I think Wisconsin and Iowa ranked teams in the West. So, having said all that, Jared – who do you see playing in the Big Ten title game, and who do you see winning the Big Ten? Oh, you want me to pick a Big Ten title game participant? Yeah, yeah pick one from the West. Ah, oh, man. There's really only a couple of choices. And the West, not very good. I'm, I'm horrible about divisions. Give me a second. Give me a second. Oh, I got Michigan winning. I don't know who they'd be playing. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Probably Wisconsin or Iowa. Yeah. Uh, or unless you want to flyer with Notre Dame or Illinois. Notre Dame. I meant in Nebraska, Nebraska. No, no, I'm not going. I'm not even confident Nebraska would win this week against Minnesota. I would, I would say Michigan. I think Michigan wins the conference. I think the um, Michigan Ohio State game is bigger than the Michigan or than the Big Ten championship game, if that makes sense. Um, I'm, I, you know, I guess, I guess Wisconsin, a lot of people are high on them. They got a, they're changing everything. Fickle's changing everything. Brought in some guys in the portal. I think that'll totally turn them around from what they were. So on Wisconsin in the West, but I think it's Michigan that, that will uh, win the big 10. By the way, <clears throat> question on the text line. How did the grass look? It looked phenomenal. Big Elk Stadium turf looks phenomenal. Uh, I'm with you. I had Wisconsin as well. Tune in tomorrow night and you'll see it. Yeah, playing Michigan. Wisconsin has Iowa at home, Ohio State at home. Yeah, there you go. That- they don't have to play Michigan. They don't have to play Penn State. Just And Fickle. I, I think I think it's be interesting to see what Fickle can do because you're right, he's changing everything at Wisconsin. Is that a good or a bad thing? It, it- a lot of people say it's a bad thing because they are, they've been pretty successful. Yeah. But I think this – maybe could if it works could elevate them to a little higher level than what they were ever going to get to be in the well, old that's Wisconsin. always kind of been the thing about wisconsin that yeah they they ran an old style run attack offense and the knock on them was well if they could only throw it consistently they'd be really 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 good and i mean almost, what was the poor guy a couple years ago he, he that shot, like put shot put it yeah, it. yeah. And, they, <clears> and that team was awesome around him yeah, and he just couldn't make any plays on the outside. Yeah, so fickle. But and then if there's and then you'll see. I mean, Brent Venables, fine example. You know, first year not so good. No, but played some formidable opponents and lost close games. And but fickle comes into a division that it might be okay to be a little better than mediocre and still survive that division. Am I making sense? Yeah, like well, you, you and can, and you fickle's can, been a head coach. 
That too. And yeah. a head coach yeah. that has taken Cincinnati to the playoffs. Right. Right. But, I mean, you're going up against Illinois and Purdue and Northwestern Minnesota and Iowa and Nebraska. Yeah, I'll take I'll take yeah, my I'll chances. Take, I'll take Wisconsin out of those out of that group. Sure, I, I've got Michigan winning the conference as well over Wisconsin. The, maybe the <clears throat> on the text line. Maybe the most important question about tomorrow night with the home opener at Big Elk Stadium. <laughs> Will the water come on? Well, that's that's out of our department. It's probably it's probably a big reason why this game hadn't been moved back thirty minutes, like the Clinton game. <laughs> Try to get it over before that happens. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll up that's coach. If you're going to run the ball, run that clock. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, are you worried about just your back getting wet midway through the fourth quarter? Oh boy! <laughs> All right, what about the Pac-12? Let's go. Let's go Pac-12 next. I think this may be the most entertaining league this season it feels like all the quarterbacks are in the pac 12 yeah they're all going to play each other multiple in varying to varying degrees i should say uh but uh, this looks like one of those is there somebody that can get above the fray because to me it feels like this conference is just going to kind of cannibalize each other when it comes to somebody actually making it into the playoff yeah so you want me to give you a, a, a title <coughs> title game game? Let's go with well, I I hate to say it, but USC. I mean, they'll give up so many points, but like a Lincoln Riley team, they'll just outscore them. And let's go with I'm I'm torn between Oregon and Washington. Yeah, I, I was torn between three. I actually Colorado. I, no, Oregon State. <laughs> I almost put really? well because here's the deal. I, did, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you why when uh, when it gets to my turn. Okay, yeah. Uh, let me. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Washington. I'll say USC and Washington. <laughs> it's going to be a boring show in if the, we pick the same thing. In the title game. I'm not ready there uh, for Oregon. Who wins? Because I've been I've been a big big fan of of Penix Jr. Yeah, at Washington, I've 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 kind of labeled him a dark horse Heisman guy, although he's going to be heavily overshadowed by Caleb Williams in the same conference. And but I I don't know if I have enough trust in Bo Nix yet. But who wins USC? I, I'll, I'll take USC. All right, so SC in a shootout. Yeah, SC plays Utah, Washington. Of the to me, there's five contenders: SC, Oregon, Washington, Utah, and Oregon. I'm going to put Oregon State in there because of the season they had last year, 10 wins. And with, you know, maybe a change of scenery for DJ Uyongalele mm, might yeah, be yeah. the difference. So, of those teams, SC gets Utah, Washington at home, has to go to Oregon, does not play Oregon State. So, two of the three big games are at home. Oregon has to go to Washington, has to go to Utah, but they get SC and Oregon State at home. Washington has two of those games on the road with SC and Oregon State. They've got Oregon and Utah coming to their house. Utah is the one that I wanted to pick, but they have by far the hardest road. Yeah, They've got Oregon State on the road, SC on the road, Washington on the road, and Oregon is the only home game they play against the contender. So that's kind of – and, oh, by the way, open tomorrow night with Florida at home, then go to Baylor. You know, it just – that schedule, feel, if there's a team that's physical enough to handle it in the Pac-12, it's clearly Utah. And this is probably one of those overlooking them again and then, then feel like come. an idiot at the end. <laughs> yep. But yep. I just think the schedule discrepancy for Utah is too much. And so I've also got USC and I've got Washington in the Pac-12 title game. I'm going to pick Washington to win the Pac-12. Going with the Huskies. I'm going to pick the Huskies to win the Pac-12. A big part of that is, you'll find out later why, but – that had to happen if I wanted to end up with at the end with I who I wanted you. to end up at, at the you. end. So okay, uh, and, and there's another game that I think USC is going to lose as well. So that one may not have mattered as much. But uh, yeah, I've got I've got Washington. But I I really think you can throw all five of those in a hat, pull two of them out. Oh, Pac-12 after dark is going to be worth watching this year. Yeah, as long as it's not on the Pac-12 network that we can't watch no, it. Oh well, that's and I'll just go to sleep. But it's going to be an awesome – I think it is going to be an awesome swan song season. And I think if you're if you're looking for somebody to root for in the Pac-12, you clearly choose Oregon State because of their plight coming up. 
They're like the sentimental favorites. Right. Yeah. Hanging out here on a Wednesday, getting our official college football picks out there in the listener space. We have one of our listeners has given his conference champions, playoff, and national champion, our man Joe Wynn. He's right. He's on track with you as far as uh, SC in the Pac-12. He had Ohio State in the Big Ten. We'll keep his. We'll tell you the rest of his in a little bit. They're one of those on. teams. Like I, I, I get that pick because it's kind of like Alabama and me. I trust them, and when you think they're down, here they come. And it, I just lean on experience. They yeah, just they, named a starting quarterback. Kyle McCord. Is, yeah, but Devin Brown's going to play. That tells me they're still not sure. I, you know what that tells me? Hmm. They want it to be Devin Brown. He just hasn't won the job yet, and they want to see what happens when the lights come on. Right. And maybe he's a guy that just. But you, if you'll remember last time they were in this this situation, C.J. Stroud got the nod two years ago, but they ran into trouble against Oregon at home in that non-conference game, lost it, and then, of course, the Michigan loss knocked them out of the playoff. I could see something kind of like that happening, although they don't play uh, Notre Dame as early in the season as they did Oregon a couple years ago. Or they get a guy. I mean, they're loaded everywhere else. I mean, how hard is it to throw throw it to Marvin Harrison? Right. You know, know, that's it's one of those. I mean, any picking any three of those teams in the Big Ten makes sense to me because I think Penn State. I had them in the playoff a couple of different times when I wrote this down and marked. I ended up marking them out at the very end. Well, listen, you talk about teams. I talk about teams that I trust. I Penn State's not one for me. They they will win the games they're supposed to win, but when they get in those big games. They've lose them more often than not. Those big games against the Michigans and Ohio States, they just got, like they lose them more often than not. They go to even when they try to white out the stadium and yeah. rock it at Saturday night. It's they'll come up short. They go to Columbus, host Michigan. Ohio State goes to Penn State, or host Penn State goes to Michigan. Michigan obviously to Penn State, host Ohio State. Also, Ohio State has to go to Purdue and Wisconsin. Neither of the other two have to go to Wisconsin. That was kind of my rationale. For yeah, Plus, well, I think Michigan's really good. Tough schedule for Ohio State. <clears throat> it's tougher than the the other two, I can mm-hmm. promise you that. All right, let's go to the ACC. For the first time ever, the ACC is not in divisions, which unfortunately it was, me, yeah, it, it was for years, and that kind of messed up that game because the one division clearly was better than the other, and it was a little bit Big 12 south and north through the 2000s when the North would just send a sacrificial lamb to get pounded on by whoever won the South. But this is not that case this year. So are you going with the chalk, or are you going to have maybe somebody a little bit of an upset in that ACC title game? Uh, Kind of both, to answer that question. In the title game, I I will put Clemson there. I got Dabo and the gang going back in that game. Now, by chalk, everyone's picking Florida State to join them. I'm not. This might be my little bit of a wild card. I'm going with North Carolina, North Carolina. because of the schedule. You mentioned the scheduling. So North Carolina, they don't get Florida State. They do get Miami, but it's at North Carolina. There's other game. I mean, it's not an entirely hard schedule. Now they do get Clemson at Clemson on November 18th. But so does. But so does Florida State. Exactly. So Florida State schedule. They start off with the bang against LSU. I know that's a non-conference game, but just hear me out. Uh, and then you, you mentioned uh, uh, Clemson, and they also get, of course, Miami. And they got to go to Pitt. It just seems like a, a tick harder schedule, and I just haven't really been a big believer. Everyone's ready to crown Florida State back after beating a lowly Oklahoma team in the cheese at Bowl by three. I'm not jumping on board just yet. I think North Carolina might be one of those teams that's going to feel disrespected. They got a really good quarterback. Like it or not, I think they got a good coach. If you don't like him, whatever. But and then Clemson, though, I mean they're they're not going anywhere. Everyone's ready to bury him. I'm not. So Clemson, North Carolina in the national or the national, the uh, ACC title game, and I'll take Clemson. I've got Clemson FSU. I I almost put. Clemson, North Carolina, because of what you said. It does feel like 
They both have to. They both have to go to Clemson, being North Carolina and, and Florida State. So that that washes essentially. And the rest of it does seem like Carolina's got a more favorable schedule, the rest of the ACC, than what FSU has, as far as the home and the way and and that kind of thing. But I just Drake May's awesome, and maybe he is. Maybe he could turn into the story of college football. I'm just not. I, I don't. I don't trust them. I, I just don't. It, it, it seems doesn't Carolina seem like the team when they are playing in the ACC title game because they kind of snuck in there. Yeah. Instead of well, it's like it, you mentioned the Sacramento Lamb and all that stuff. It's it's always been Clemson's conference. Like no one else has stepped right. up. Right. Right. And they, so do they just happen? Like, well, we were the second best team in this yeah. conference that's extremely top heavy with one team. So. Yeah, and on the, and they, but they were always on the other side, which well, was fortunate the, for them. Right, right, that too. Um, you know, Florida State has Virginia Tech, but it's at home. I know North Carolina doesn't have to play that game. North Carolina has to go to North Carolina State, which FSU doesn't even play them. I just it was almost like a coin flip. I went with Florida State, but here's the difference: I picked him to get there, and I picked him to win the conference. Avenging their and, loss and in another, Death Valley. Another reason, I guess, behind this is, you know, when, we, when we'll talk Heisman contenders coming up, but everyone's looking at the favorite being Caleb Williams for obvious reasons, and then who's after that? Drake May, Drake, a lot of people Drake think. Drake May, right? a lot of people think he's the second best quarterback in the country. Kind of another, That kind of weighted in my, in my decision. Sure. They're just going to have to find some defense. They've had offense, but, man, their defense has been bad. Uh, all right, let's go to the Big 12. Who do you got playing for the Big 12 title? <laughs> it might be a little wishful thinking, but I think we'll see a bounce back year from OU. They have to with that schedule. Um, they got they released their depth chart yesterday, so get a little, little bit of a clear picture of who's going to be where. I, there's a lot of young talent and young speed on this team. I think they'll settle in. I think they'll be all right, uh, maybe with a couple hiccups down the road, but I think they survive and get to the title game. And I'm doing it. I'm putting Texas in there. Again, a little wishful thinking. I want the two teams that are uh, going to be out of the conference. I want them in the conference title game. And, of course, who doesn't want Red River rivalry in December? But I, I, but all that being said, there's a wishful thinking. But I do believe these two teams, if everything goes right, talent-wise, they are the two best teams in the conference, so put them in the conference game for me. And picking Texas. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah, I am. <clears throat> I, I have am. the same I, too. I, 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 uh, they're just when we talk about talent, and I think the in October when they play, I think it's, it's obviously not, not going to be like last year. Injury played a large part in that. People fail to remember that. I think it's going to be a really tight game. But um, Texas, I mentioned talent. They they have – it just seems like the year where they have the right amount of talent at the right time. And I think the quarterback, a lot of people forget that was his first year in Ewers taking snaps as a QB1. He feels like he's been out of high school forever, but that was his first. So he was technically, in a weird way, a rookie or a freshman. This is his second year, and a lot of times you see quarterbacks that are good take that next step. And if he takes that next step – He's going to be good, and I think the team goes by the way of Quinn Ewers, and I think they're going to be good. Yeah, they got a lot around him. There's no doubt about yeah. that. It obviously, replaced two really, really, really good running backs. Going to have to do that. I've I got the same. I think Texas wins the first game. I think OU beats them in the in the uh, okay conference title game. Just in in this is probably more of a karma pick. It's been Oklahoma's conference. And it goes out, Oklahoma's conference. So like that's they should, yeah, hoist a trophy. They won. Like they've won more than conference. everybody else combined. We're gonna give you a little that's reminder. Right. This is still our conference, and, and they have the yeah. easiest schedule of anybody. Yeah, that again played a large Good part of it grief, for me. The schedule's easy. If they can't navigate this with at least one loss, and that one loss coming to Texas, I mean, there's there's tough. Like there at, could be another Kansas one. Kansas could be really tough, depending if they're healthy. I think there could be another one. I just don't know if anybody else. Bedlam's always crazy, you know, and especially. I don't know if anybody else is good enough to get through there with one loss besides the Horns. So, uh, SEC. Let me bring up my notes. 
SEC, I have uh, the Bulldogs, Georgia, in the title game. Let's go with – man, that's the hard side, right? The West? Unless you love Tennessee. I'm not in love with them. I like them. Yeah. But, again, we we're, we really wait – we really look at the schedules, right? How can you look at Georgia's schedule and find them not being in this game? I can't. I can't either. So I'm putting them there. I can't. The hardest part is is it's between LSU and Alabama for me. Clearly, whoever wins that game in the regular season has the inside track. I'll go with LSU. I know I said I have a lot of trust with Alabama, and I think Alabama will be right there. But I think LSU wins that game and and, and gets into that title game. That game is and in the, Tuscaloosa. Yeah, and that game, the SEC title game, will be it'll be that'll be the biggest test for Georgia. Up, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, the, oh, at Tennessee. Again, I'm not. If that was not a little a, earlier in the year, I yeah. might. But to take knows? advantage of the quarterback, or well, it, that quarterback it, just starting to play. But then Tennessee could trip up a couple times, and yeah. and all of a sudden the the magnitude of that game is just gone. But then sometimes you've seen that. Now Tennessee will come out and go, "Well, we got nothing to lose, boys. We've lost two games. Let's go get them." But Georgia LSU in the title game, Georgia with the win. I've got Alabama and Georgia in the title game. And I've got Alabama winning the SEC. I and I not would not argue anyway with I've that. got Alabama I, I winning the SEC. I wouldn't argue with you. Not I, at all. That was probably the hardest one. It's hard to three Pete. Are we gonna get to that next, but yeah, but Georgia hasn't three-peated as the SEC champion. But what, I, what I'm getting at is when they if they get to the SEC title game against whoever, that light at the end of the tunnel becomes really – that pressure of everyone's looking at you. Yeah, but because there's – but see, here's the thing. In that game, I don't know what there is pressure-wise because I think they're undefeated, and that means they're in the playoff no matter what happens. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As, as a two-time defending champion – national champion if they can get into which i think they can because of that schedule then the pressure doesn't ramp up until a little bit later with that you know what i'm saying to me because they they kind of have their spot secure all right who do you think is going to win the heisman i by the way i swear i'm looking for like a i swear i had this pick i swear i wish we'd have done this last week i swear to you i had this pick before last week all right. I keep looking for like that dark horse. Drake May is that guy there one, you know, to you know, you see people put it in their headlines, so they can get people to click on it, like they're picking him to win the Heisman. You know, Caleb Williams coming in the the returning Heisman winner, probably the betting favorite. I mentioned I mentioned Penix Jr. I can't find anybody else other than Williams. I really can't. So uh, I think it's going to be – I think we're going to see a repeat. How about you? I've got Notre Dame quarterback Sam Hartman. Aha! I swear I had it. I, I decided that way before last week because I don't think people will vote for Caleb Williams again. I, I think yeah. there's well, I think there's enough guys, enough of the people that vote for this award out there that just flat out won't vote for him because they don't want to see somebody win it again. And I think that's ridiculous if he's the best one. And I, but, and I, I here think, in just a second, you'll you'll see why I picked Sam Hartman <laughs> <laughs> because uh, yeah, we haven't we, really mentioned Notre Dame yet, have we? No, well, they're not well, in the conference. When we talk about who, so who do you think makes the playoff? I think I'll give him in order of seeding. Yeah, me too. I did that as well. I'll go. You want me to go one through four? four yeah, through one. One through four. I'll go with uh, Georgia at number one, Michigan, number two. You're going to say USC? Aren't USC you? at three. Who do you think I'm going to say at four? Uh, looking at who won Clemson or Texas? Who? I'll go with LSU. Oh, I forgot you put ahead LSU. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Switch all that around. 
Yeah, they can't be four. No. Make them three. Yeah. I, no. SC four. Yeah, because they're not going to have the they're not SEC gonna, title game rematch yeah, I'm not, in the playoffs. I wasn't thinking my coffee hadn't kicked in. It just did. I agree with that. I mean, I, I agree with that seeding with those teams. Um, I've got Georgia Georgia one, Michigan two. I've got Alabama three. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. I forgot I changed it back to Bama winning the SEC. That's right. So I'll have to have Michigan one, Bama two, Notre Dame three, and Georgia four. If we had just, you know, they go like just outside, it would be like, for me, Notre Dame – Maybe after that, Clemson or Texas. Penn State's mine, just off the path. I think Penn State's going to beat Ohio State, and that puts them in that second spot. And they'll be rooting their tails off for Georgia, because I think Bama's going to lose a game. I'm not going to tell you which one, but I think they're going to lose one and have to win the SEC to get in. Otherwise, Penn State would be that team, but I think they will. So that means, yeah, so I've got – so that means I'll have Bama versus – Notre Dame in the Sugar Bowl, Michigan, Georgia in the Rose Bowl. So you'd have who? It would be what Georgia, SC, SC in, the in the Sugar, and Michigan, LSU in the Rose. In the Rose. Okay. Did you do the other New Year's Six bowls? No. I went ahead and did that. Oh, go for it. Uh, Fiesta Bowl, I've got Washington and Texas. And it, it kind of throws it in a little bit of a weird deal because the Sugar and the Rose are the semifinals. Mm-hmm. So those automatic ties, it kind of throws it up. And, you know, it's different matchups than we normally get to see. Mm-hmm. I've got Clemson and Tulane in the orange because I think Tulane is going to be good enough to grab one of those spots. In the Peach Bowl, I've got FSU. I'm um, going to take in uh, Penn State. And then in the Cotton Bowl, I've got that matchup that everybody's wanted to see for two years. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> the USC Trojans and the Big 12 champion Oklahoma Sooners. The game we've all wanted to see. That'd be a ticket I'd look for. All right, who you got playing in the title game? Georgia and Michigan. Who do you got winning it? Georgia. Three-peat for I got, you. I got them three-peat. Joe Wynn's got the three-peat as well with Georgia. Yeah, I got them three-peat. I've got Georgia and Bama. And I don't have the three-peat. Nick Saban is way too comfortable, folks. He just looks way too – he shouldn't be so comfortable with Jalen Milrow as his quarterback. Why is he so comfortable, Jared? Why? Why does Nick Saban – Maybe for the – Why does Nick Saban look like the happy-go-lucky guy? For the first time in in the better part of a decade, not everybody is picking him, and that pressure's a little off, and he can go in and go, guys – Relax. He didn't even no put one, out a no depth one, chart. No one's looking at us. They're all looking at Georgia. They're even looking at LSU before See, they're looking at us. And, and, and here's because, because as much as Georgia has been awesome the last two years, I think Daddy gets the better of the the teacher gets the better of the pupil one last time. Oh, you alluding to something? One last time. One last the time. Teacher gets the better of the pupil. Kind of think just, that's, that's why he's relaxed. Just reminds he, him, just reminds Kirby Smart and all the Georgia Bulldog fans, they, Nick Saban and Bama, Bama, just remind them who the baddest dudes still are. I think you're alluding to this. I think, are you are you hinting that you think Saban will retire? We kind of made that pretty We tried that last year. year, it didn't work. <laughs> Two years ago, it didn't work. There's really been no smoke to that fire. Nah. I shouldn't have said one last time or one more time. One more time. Yeah. Yeah. Or 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 smart takes a job in the NFL. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think that's happening. Yeah. That's uh that's happening with the old Tebow. That could be a whole that could be a whole show on who should follow Saban. Oh yeah. You know what the answer is? You know what the answer ought to be? Not me. I want to follow that guy. Nobody wants to. I want to follow the next guy. Whoever that guy is, I want to follow him. Yeah. Yeah, history has shown us that doesn't work out very well. You know who I want it to be so bad? A guy that's 
gone from one of my least favorite coaches to maybe my favorite coach in the entire country. And that little extra higher platform in the SEC would do him some good, or at least my heart some good, because I'd get to hear from him more. Who? Lane Kiffin. Oh, that'd be funny. I would love for Lane Kiffin to be the next coach at Bama. I don't think recruiting would drop off at all. I think he's a great he's recruiter. He's hilarious. Yeah. I didn't like him at first, but I really like him. No, now. no, no one really did. I really did. But maybe his maybe, maybe he's found that. But maybe his spot needs Ole to be Miss. in Ole Miss just yeah, to they, kind of poke the bear a little kind bit. Of, they all kind of so, you know, it, it, it you can't just plug a coach anywhere. You just, sometimes you got to go to a location that kind of he had been there. That's kind of where his career got resurrected. Yeah, but they fit. Ole Miss, Ole Miss and, and, and Kiffin fit. They, I, they fit. I agree. The attitude and and the uh, swagger, it all kind of fits. I wonder if it could be Shane Beamer, if he continues to have a couple of good seasons at. Uh, well, listen. The longer it South goes. Carolina. The longer it goes, because there was always that talk that it's Dabo's job if he wants it. Well, the longer that Saban stays and the longer that Dabo's in Clemson, it's going to be harder to pry him away. Makes sense. I mean, maybe the last couple years haven't been the case, but why in the world would Dabo want to leave a place that he's built to rival Bama? Yeah, and he could see that, okay, now that Saban's gone, I can stay here and fight Georgia for the national title every year. Now, there's that window of opportunity that just got a little wider if, if Alabama just takes a step back for a couple of years. And maybe, you know what? They may do it this year. A lot of people think they will. I'm just not. Clemson? No, Bama. Oh, right. With Bama taking another, I mean. Oh, taking a step back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah go back to me in the trust thing. I know we're waiting on Coach. I watched a little bit of that BS High last night. Did you watch any of that? No, let's take a break. I I want to see if Coach watched this, if Coach Maynard has seen this. It is incredibly interesting. I heard this guy talking about it it all day. It got too late. It got too late. I didn't finish it, but holy moly, it's wild. Give us your picks. Who's going to win the national title? Who's going to play in the playoff college football? Also, don't forget... Western Oklahoma Realty College pick them. Just a couple of days left to get signed up. Joined now by got an injury update. Yeah, oh, no, I already, I already knew about this one. I was going to ask him. Joined now by head coach Zach Maynard. Coach, first off, yeah, how is uh, how's Max? He's good. He's hanging out with uh, Mr. Wilson right now, and and uh, so they're in the recovery room as we call <laughs> it. Yes, yes, up front there. Well, that's probably not. He may learn stuff that he doesn't need to know. Hanging out with Sean. <laughs> Hey, we were talking about our uh, our college football playoff predictions before we got here. You, have you put any thought into that? Who do you think might be those those four teams, or just who you think is going to win it all? That'd be Bama, Georgia. Uh, I'm gonna go Michigan, Michigan, and I'm gonna say Ohio State. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this will be the year where they get two. So two and two. I could see that happening very unless very OU easily. or Texas goes eleven and one or Big Twelve. You lose two games, you ain't getting in. I'm afraid this year you lose one. The perception of the Big Twelve is just depends a little down. I think Texas can lose to Bama, win the rest, and make it. Well, I mean, like lose one conference game. Oh, yeah. Well, and if if Texas plays Bama close, and OU beats Texas twice, yeah, maybe that helps. And loses to OSU, maybe or whatever, they've got a good chance to get in. Let's go back to last Friday down in Altus. Uh, we talked to you going into that game. You wanted to see your guys play the game a little bit more emotion, a little bit more physical. How did you think that they did that, or did they do that on Friday night? I, I mean, I think we answered the call. I think you know we challenged them as a coaching staff all week um, about the in, the intensity and the and the passion that it takes to play the game. I felt like we really brought that to the table. Now we weren't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but um, from a scheme point, but you, the scheme doesn't matter if you don't play with passion and intensity and, and love for the game and brotherhood. And um, really felt like we did a good job with that uh, Friday night. You talked about pecking order and how that kind of, to me, that it, it starts in a game. When, when some of those, those guys actually see, you know, a younger guy like, like Burton or whoever else actually make plays on the field when the bullets are flying from somebody else. Uh, how much did you start to see that maybe getting established just a little bit down there on Friday? 
Oh, I think it's I think it's coming on. It's coming on very nicely. I, you know, this week of practice, um, it was very evident of you know kind of who was the guys or going to starting to become the guys, and um, you know, obviously they're not there yet, and our team's not there yet from that standpoint. But uh, the strides are being made, and and I think that the kids are starting to figure it out, and and I think you know about three quarters in. Uh, last Friday night, you you were starting to see and figure it out as well. Um, what stood out to me was the quarterbacks, both of them, and not just running it. it the, a couple of really good throws from both guys. Can can you speak to that? And did that surprise you a little bit? How, how good the? I mean, especially with with uh, with Gino and throwing it. Um, talk about that. No, we we you know we that's part of the reason why we went to the pistol. We felt like um, those two skill sets were. Um, really good for us and really good for the team and even for them to, to get them backed up a little bit and give them a little more time to, to throw the ball and uh, get their feet set. And so um, to say we were surprised, um, not really. We, we, we feel like uh, we feel like we could throw it more. We felt like, you know, Friday night we could have thrown it probably 30 times if we wanted to. Um, however, we wanted to establish uh, really our true identity of who we are and, and that we're going to be physical and um, moving forward. You know we're we're going to continue to throw it some and um, and hopefully get to where we can throw it a little bit more and a little bit more. But uh, right now, um, you know those guys are those guys are outstanding. Both of them are good leaders. They work hard, do things right in the classroom, do things right in the community, and and um, you know being able to throw the football uh, with what we like to do offensively is a huge plus. Hanging out with uh, head coach Zach Maynard of the Big Elks, as coaches, you mentioned not perfect. How much does it almost make you smile in a weird way that, yes, it was a dominating performance, but there's still a whole bunch to teach off of with the film on some of the mistakes that were made penalty-wise, turnover-wise, in, in that regard? Yeah, no, there's there's room for exponential growth with this group. Um, you know, Kind of a lot like it was last year sitting here. We, I think we beat them, what, 30, roughly the same score. Mm-hmm. Um and and so, but we turned it over three, four, five times. We we gave them the touchdown on a you know scooping score, and so um, room for growth, just like there was last year. Um, and excited about where we could possibly end up if, if we'll continue to put our nose to the grindstone and work. What is a what if there is one spot on the team, defense or offense, that you do think there is the most room for improvement? I mean, just from Friday night, maybe throughout the the rest of the season. What aspect of the game do you think that that could be? Well, uh, first off, it'd be our defensive line. Um, you know, those guys. Not only did they not get to play um, last year because we've had the same defensive line roughly since I've been here. Um, so um, they've they've they're the group that has the biggest, the most growth to do um, from a schematic standpoint, from a physical standpoint. You know, they're just going to get bigger, faster, stronger. And, and they're going to continue to work on their craft and get better at what they're doing. And, and you know, we've, we've got things that, you know, as a coaching staff that we've got uh, put aside that um, we'll eventually get to to help them, you know, more kind of like we are with the offensive line and the quarterbacks, getting them um, maybe in a better position to be better. Um, so so we're, we're working on that and we're, we're working on lots of things with those guys. But um, that, group, that group has a chance to be really, really good. And, and right now they're struggling a little bit just because – they're young, they're new, um, and 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 they're just they're trying to pick up on the, the speed of the game. I mean, it just is what it is. But they're going to be really well, really good. All right, I'll ask the the Thursday night preparation question because we did that like three times last year. We'll do it a couple more times this year. Obviously, playing Thursday night, that changed your routine any? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Or does it even bother you? Uh, well, you know, for us offensively, what we do, I think it's a bigger problem for other people, um, just because you don't see what we do hardly at all if at all from anybody and so um and what we do defensively um it doesn't change much from week to week we, we're going to line up and we're going to play hard and we're going to get after it and um you know obviously right now kind of like we said a couple of weeks ago we're working on us so we're not overly worried about what somebody else may do we're, we're trying to play our best ball right now and and when, when it comes time for us to worry about somebody else we will but um you know we've we've got lots of things to fix from our own standpoint, and and back to the original question, Thursdays don't bother me at all because we'll practice today will be a normal Wednesday, and then tomorrow we'll hook it up uh, in place of the walkthrough. 
Bridge Creek coming to town for the home opener. Uh, you guys handled them pretty easily last year. They got an easy win against Lexington on Friday night of last week. What do you see from them that maybe uh, gives you a little bit of pause and, and some challenges that they're going to present to uh, you guys on either side of the ball coming up on, on tomorrow night? They're, they're better. They've gotten better. Um, you know, uh, Coach Spangler in his second year there, I think he returned quite a bit on offense and defense. Um, you know, the quarterback – um, really played a good game the other night against Lexington. I think he ran for probably 150, 200 yards. Um, he, he runs well, moves well. Um, we'll have to we'll have to be on our p's and q's and and make sure that we're in the right place at the right time and and um, and rallying and playing with intention, intensity and passion. After you play so well in your first game down at Altus, coming off the scrimmage where it wasn't as clean, obviously as, as you'd wanted to against El Reno. And then you have an opponent that you handled so easily last year. How do you keep those guys focused in? Like, listen, don't don't be looking forward because everybody knows what's coming up the next two weeks after this. How do you keep those guys focused on this one right here? Get this done, and then we can start worrying about that next one. Well, what we tell them is, is you know, guys, if if, if we don't get better Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week, and then, and then put a, put our good foot forward on Thursday and play well, then then we may have just ruined our season because we decided not to get better in week one. Um, right now we have to grow. We have to get better. We're not worried about Bridge Creek. We're not worried about Canadian. We're not worried about Carl Albert. We're worried about the Elk City Elks and getting better and being the best we can be. And uh, and so right now that's the whole mentality. That's the whole mode. Um, and, and I think that they've responded well to that. Uh, health. And only thing that stood out to me, Cooper Garbarino looked like he banged a knee or something on Friday night. How's he doing? How's the rest of your team doing? He's good. Garbo's good. Uh, he came in and punted there late. Um He's fine. He's practiced all week. Um, I think he just kind of. I think it. I think it scared him a little bit. And um, but everybody else seems to be fine. Seems to be as healthy as we can be. Talking to head coach Zach Maynard of the Big Elks. Uh, you know these early season games, it, being hot, had to run a lot of different bodies in there at different times during the game. How much is that going to help you later on to be able to have a chance to build some depth in this non-conference part of the uh, the non-district part of the schedule? before the games really start mattering when we talk about playoff seating. It's huge. You know, it's you can't you can't uh, uh, mimic it in practice. You can't you can't you can't try to show them what it's going to be like. They have to see it under the lights. They have to do it for themselves. Um, and 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 I think that it it goes a long ways in us getting ready for oh hey next man up let's go. You know, hold their feet to the fire, get in there, let's get after it. Um, you know, I think back to the Woodward and the John Marshall game where they played basically the whole second half of both games and, and felt like they got some good experience there. Um, however, this is a different it's a different ball game now. We're not putting you in there so you have some experience for a year from now. You have, you're have putting you in there so you have experience right now. So, um, you know, obviously it's a growing situation, but it's a blessing to have uh, guys who, who, who are talented enough to be able to play on the field on Friday night and, and win football games. Um, um, and, and it helps us eventually hopefully win some big ones all right we need to stop for a water break <laughs> yeah we got the ball it's time to stop <laughs> uh, you know there was there's an unknown and unknown but the things that i think we thought we knew really excelled on friday night and that's the big guys up front on offense and that's Jaden right behind them uh talk about uh, how well those guys played together uh, the continuity that they showed between the offensive line and then, of course Jaden had a great night carrying the football as well yeah, no, I, I think we really challenged them, you know, all last week of, you know, you guys, we're not very physical and, and, and we're, we're going to be, we have to be physical to be, to be good at this game. And, and I think we challenged them up. I think they responded really well. Um, you know, obviously they, three of them have a lot, a lot of experience. And, and so, you know, I think they responded really well and, and, and it showed Friday night, you know, they're 10, 15, 20 yards down the field blocking and uh, playing the game. Uh, with great effort and, and selflessness and and uh, everything you asked for, for from a football team. So the offensive line I thought was outstanding. And, um, you know, hopefully we can continue to build on that. And, you know, Jaden playing fullback, I, me or you could have had 100 yards probably behind that offensive line last Friday night. But uh, Jaden is, is um, extremely talented. And, and I think that, you know, the, the, more he, the better he is, the better he gets. Uh, the better the people around us will get to because it'll start opening up some of the edge stuff with the with the slots and the quarterbacks and um, we're stacking the box and allows us to throw it a little more or whatever. So, um, but that's where this offense starts. The fullback's got to make yards in this offense. 
Aaron can back me up on this one, and it's nice to be home, and it's also nice to be on the home grass field. It, what I'm hearing is that field is immaculate right now. Talk about that plain field, that plain surface, and how much of a home advantage it is to get back on the grass in Big Elk Stadium. I know we were on grass last week, but mm-hmm. it seems like everybody's going to turf. Here we are on a grass field at home. Talk about that and, and maybe the crew that's put that together for you this summer. Yeah, well, uh, you know, uh, started early in May. Mr. Sparks had uh, United Turf come out and, and top dress it and, and core it. Didn't didn't aerate it, but cored it with the – never actually seen that done. I guess they do that at golf courses. It's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, and, and, and did a next did a great job with it, fertilized. And, um, you know, uh, Kelby Mertz has sprayed it several times this summer and, and you know, Ziggy and Coach Hunt and – um, it's really been a group effort. Um, you know, Coach Easton's mowed it several times. I've mowed it. You know, Siggy's mowed it a bunch and, and takes care of it. And he's painted it, and it looks outstanding. And Booster Club painted it last week. And uh, it's outstanding. The, the, the grass is, is short. Uh, it's thick. It's soft. Um, you know, it couldn't, it couldn't be a better uh, playing surface uh, right now. And we got to get off that field before they start watering it, though, right? Tomorrow night? Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, when you first started that, I thought you said we're going to have to get off that field no, before no, the soccer no. team was going to play. That's no, where no. I thought he was going. No, 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 no. I'm just, uh, I'm just, we're just seeing if Coach Hunt's listening. Last one for me, another guy that I thought stood out on both sides of the ball, and and it's a guy that was at a, at a position that was kind of a question at corner, and that was Cole Bowie. Really felt like Cole read what the Altus was doing defensively, or, or offensively, excuse me, and was right there to make the play when he needed to make the play, obviously the catch and run. I talked about the way Cole was able to step up at one of those corner spots on Friday night. Yeah, he was outstanding uh, offensively and defensively. And, and you know, and he, he played some last year sporadically. Um, was a guy who rotated a little bit in at receiver and, and played some at corner. Um, you know, the cool thing about Cole is if you go back and watch the game, he, he doesn't make every play, but every play that he's supposed to make, he does make, or that he needs to make, he does. But when other people make a play, he celebrates what other people do. And, um, you know, that goes back to, to, to being selfless and, and loving your teammates and caring about uh, the outcome or, 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 or what the team does more than, than your individual self. And um, so that, that's what really stuck out to me about Cole Bowie is just the fact that he, he didn't play. You know, people are scoring touchdowns and he's not – loafing down there or pouting because he didn't get it he's he's the first one down there celebrating so um you know that's 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 winning football in my opinion that's that's winning and 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 we love it when when our guys are selfless and and care about each other and are more um more involved with the outcome or the team than they are with their own individual success awesome coach thank you so much uh, for joining us we'll be out uh, tomorrow night Rooting on the Big Elks, and everybody come out. Home opener right before the rodeo starts on Friday. It's going to be a gorgeous evening. There's no reason not to pack Big Elk Stadium for Game 1 against Bridge Creek, at least Game 1 at home. That'll wrap it up. Again, it's like Christmas weekend. It is. And this is the start of it tomorrow, and then the rodeo, and then college football, and that middle school football. Middle school. Yeah, you got to start last night. High school football. There will be a college game tomorrow night that I'm sure we'll be paying attention to. Utah and Florida. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all the way to Monday. Everybody have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow right here on the Skinny on Sports. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. <laughs>